0: Today, we're digging into how to live well and enjoy this summer as a family without breaking your budget. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Saving money can be a smart and practical move when it comes to your finances. Sometimes though, you can get caught up with savings that it becomes your goal. In the personal finance space, and in particular with the financial independence community, there's a segment that's intensely focused on how cheaply they're living. They spend only 25 or 35,000 per year, or they save more than half their income. And yes, I do enjoy seeing how they break down those expenses, but many times that's the end of the conversation. I think it is commendable to look for ways to save. You want your hard-earned money to go further, but I think it misses the point of it all. Instead of focusing on living cheaply, I think it's more enjoyable and sustainable to live well. As parents, we wanna enjoy the time that we have now with our kids. We can't get that time back with them. While working towards financial freedom does take getting your numbers into a good spot, it's really about serving the bigger goals, savoring the most precious resource of all, time. So today we're gonna dig into ways we can find that balance with what's right for us as families, with whatever season of life we're in currently. That's why I'm happy to have author, speaker, and podcaster, Michelle Jackson, on today in this episode we're going to get into defining your priorities and creating a budget that includes those while tackling financial goals like paying off debt saving or investing we're also going to look at ways to live well now while keeping it affordable and how to remove stress and automate your finances while still being mindful of your money let's get started Michelle is one of those people you meet and instantly like she's just so sweet I first met her about eight years ago in Denver at a conference and one thing that I respect and appreciate about her is how she's carved out this path where she is doing work that she loves she's paying down her debt and she still makes time for self-care With everything going on now, it can be difficult for you to find your footing when there's so many things that are changing. So I was thrilled we got together to chat about the art of living well and how to start making that journey and making those adjustments. And just a heads up, Michelle was at a coffee shop while we were doing our chat, but I like to think of it as extra ambiance.
1: One of the things that I would say is um, in 2020, we're all familiar with all of these ways to save money. Mm -hmm. I think that... um, The marriage of technology and financial goals is so interesting to experience and observe during this time. Like, we're really at an advantage because there's so many things out there that are created to help us win with money, especially in those areas that we struggle with. As far as just living our best life and and doing it, for less, one of the things I spent a lot of time thinking about several years ago was how how do I want to live my life? Mm-hmm. And I was commuting uh, 30 plus miles a day. They were actually working on um, the highway at the time. So a 30 mile commute it, that could, should have been like 45 minutes or whatever, was typically two hours each way. Oh, okay, gosh. Wow. And I, yeah, and so, you know, I was commuting with the same people for years, and we would just sleep on the bus because it was a really nice bus whatever, and we'd fall asleep and then wake up and be in the town that I worked in. And I was just like, what am I working for? Like, what is this how I want my life to be? Mm-hmm. But the problem was that I had a lot of debt. I had a lot of things going on. And then finally, one day I was just like, I need to start trying to figure this out because I don't want to live like this. And so I started, um, and I should say I had a huge financial mess. So I had thousands of dollars of debt. It just had a lot going on. And what, was the mix? Wait, what was the mix of it, if you don't mind me asking? like What kind um, of debt? I I had... a Bazillion credit cards, like lots of little credit cards. Like it wasn't even that they had lots of large uh, uh, credit limits. It was just a yeah. lot of them. I had random little, you know, amounts of uh, personal loans, like mm-hmm. someone loaned me money, like just lots and lots of lots of little things, of things okay. that yeah. built up over time and became a huge financial mess. And for people who have never experienced like having Creditors call you, or having more than one debt, it is yeah. horrible. Um, I was getting at the height of it all. I was getting calls, text messages, letters, and emails, typically from the same creditor, multiplied by like thirty. So it was a lot of stress that I was mm-hmm. dealing with and for, for things that I couldn't even remember. <laughs> <that I purchased. laughs> yeah. So one of the things I, I thought of, I thought about was like, how can I just lower my over overall overhead in general? Like I'm paying all this money. I have to like find some money to pay off the debt. And, um, this is like crazy like I gotta figure this out so I started methodically going through my uh, budget so I started going I I had to do a couple things one is I had to acknowledge who I was as a person like I'm not a fast food person I'm not going to eat bad food to save money I'm not going to not live my life like there were certain things that I was just unwilling to to stop doing Mm -hmm. um I believe with food in particular, that food is medicine mm-hmm. and that um, it would make no sense for me to eat poorly and then get sick when I was already stressed out, like I was already yeah. physically unwell. So to exacerbate that made no sense. Um, I knew that I wanted organic groceries. I knew that I wanted to take trips within reason. So there were just certain things that I was like, okay, this is what I value this whole conversation of look at your budget, and what you value. And then I was like, how can I do this for less? So for example, with groceries, I started, um, instead of shopping multiple times during the week, which I just had a habit of shopping Mm -hmm. multiple times during the week. I just went shopping once a week. It was a small thing. It saved me a lot of time because clearly I didn't have a lot of time with the four hours a day commute, you know, commuting. So I just literally was like, this is what I need to pick up once a week. And that was it. And maybe I would go also to the farmer's market if it was during the summer season. Um, So maybe it would be two times, but like very quick, easy. And my, my grocery bill dropped significantly, actually, just by doing that
0: one thing. Um, I think that's fascinating. I thought that was great. You pointed that out because a lot of times in personal finance, there's a lot of advice thrown out. And one of it was almost a badge of honor. We spend so cheaply, you know, whether it's food or whatever, and that's how we save and pay down the debt. But what you're saying is you pause to define your priorities yes, and then honed in on that and, and then try to, you know, still... What you valued was your health, with exactly. you know finding cheaper ways. That's that's fascinating because I think we have a desire to you know not to just spend money to spend money, but we're in such a rush to get that quick fix of it. Dropping the the uh, spending that we don't look at. Well, what are you working towards? It's not just saving money. Align yourself and your spending to what matters to you. So I I thought that was fascinating. I like the the whole
1: align yourself. So I was already out of alignment with all the debt. Mm. So where I could be in aligned aligned with my values, I tried. Mm. Another thing I valued was fitness, and so I was like, okay. Maybe right now I can't really do a lot of classes, or um, maybe I want to take classes. How can I do that? So, the city has free classes that they do teach, like provided by the city of Denver, like hip hop, uh, so or resources
0: like that. I'm curious, Just literally.
1: I, I knew about it because I know my town, but a lot of times you'll find it online, like on, on mm-hmm. Facebook events. Actually, it's a really good place to start. Instagram, right now, it's a little tricky because we're still kind of, uh, finding our footing during, you know, COVID. Um, but even now, um, recently I found a, um, a yoga studio here in Denver that is woman-owned, black black woman-owned, and they have made a priority, it, it, like part of the mission to offer free yoga to people of color. So now I'm going to be adding that into my fitness regimen. I also- okay trade hours for fitness <laughs> so that? Um, how does that work even now so i actually this is weird um literally like two weeks before the shutdown orders happened in my state um i had signed on to do like a work exchange and literally the goal like all i was supposed to do is like run really easy quick errands occasionally and then like clean clean the studio every once in a while like every other week. super easy then coronavirus happened, and the scope of work changed, and so I ended up doing more like crafting newsletters. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to write them; I just had to like do the final edits, which was like super easy. Gotcha. And then I got all this free fitness since March.
0: <laughs> Not no, but that's important because also to fitness can be expensive. A lot of, you know, categories that people spend can be pricey, especially fitness. Sometimes we go overboard and get all this equipment, but you found ways to kind of hack it so that you still are getting the fitness, you know, and health benefits, but you're not spending a ton of money. And also I wanted
1: to have the actual experience that I wanted. So I didn't want to, I like, I can do YouTube videos, but I don't enjoy them as much. Mm -hmm. Like I, 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 I value in-person classes. Those are a lot Mm -hmm. more interesting for me. So that's the other piece, too. It's like, yes, I could have just totally foregone classes altogether and just done YouTube videos. But for me, that wasn't a good fit. The other thing that I did was I signed up for meetups. And this is very specific to where you live, but we have a lot of really fitness-focused meetups in Colorado (laughs) um so um at the time that we're recording this the day after we we record this I'm going on a backpacking weekend and I'm gonna get like thousands of steps in I'm gonna get nature and so I did a lot of that too uh and still do and those were free and so I would I would carpool with someone we would go up to you know with a group we would go out and it was just an incredible experience. So um, if you're a person of color and you're like, I'm nervous about the outdoors, there are groups for that. So there are literally meetup groups for uh, meetup, uh, people of color and allies to go and be out in nature. I belong to all kinds of groups. So, cause I grew up going outdoors, um, but I just look for a lot of ways to do the same thing for less. And then the other pieces, if you're like, well, what about the equipment? I had friends who moved, and they gave me their snowboard. Wow. <laughs> so, I, so I got a free snowboard. And so I got a lot of free equipment, but you can also go to, like, Goodwill and get very inexpensive equipment or companies that all they do is sell outdoors equipment. Um, the other thing I looked at was transportation. Uh, because I'm not really a car person, I actually learned to drive as an adult, and it was it – was, it was, yeah,
0: <laughs> learning I'm to proud drive of as an you. adult. I'm
1: proud of you. I will forever be grateful to my Russian friend, Nydia, and my um, Colorado friend who um, got in the car with me and taught me how to drive, and my, my Colorado friend, Ashley. And that saved me a lot of money because if I paid for lessons, it would have been very, very expensive. Yeah. But what I did, which was insane, I actually bought a used car cash for like $1,500. Yeah. And I had to learn to drive because I owned a car. Mm -hmm. And so my friends would get in the car and I would learn to drive. Now, I actually don't have that car. I use a car share instead. So Mm -hmm. I've found that as a single woman without babies, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I don't need to have a car all the time because I also live by the light rail. And I bike. So, for me, I was like, maybe I don't need to own a car because I'm not a car person, clearly. And so, I now use car share, I'm obsessed with it. For the 2020 so far, I think that I'll, I'll have paid $450 for transportation. Wow, great! Job. Not, not even, not even. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's including a trip that I'm taking a couple weeks from now for Camp 5. I upgraded my personal membership for the highest level of insurance. I have a million dollar policy that I paid into. So if something happens and I'm in the car, I'm covered like, like a significant amount of coverage. And I think that that's great. So. This year, January through April, mm -hmm, I think I spent 50 bucks on transportation. (laughs) And it's so cool because the program that I use is actually a nonprofit here Mm -hmm. in Colorado. So it's not a for-profit. And they have hybrid cars that they specifically focus on. I care about the earth. So it's really in alignment with how I like to live my life. I um, really care about... uh, my footprint and so i'm really happy with the program um i'm uh, like obsessed with the rav4 that i drove last week that's my favorite car in the fleet but it's not close to my house so normally i have to i have to go downtown to get the rav4 so i went on my (laughs) road trip i got the rav4 and um that was a lot of fun and it's cool because you get to test out these cars before Mm -hmm. buying so yeah, this, this for the rest of the summer, I'm gonna spend about $245 for the next time that I drive in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. from now. And then in August, I'll take another road trip. It'll be another $245. And then for the rest of the year, it's probably gonna be like 30 bucks a month.
0: The average car payment right now for a new car is like 500 and change. I want to say 530. And I believe for a used car, it's like 385 a month. And that's not counting car insurance on top of that and, you know, fuel and all that maintenance. So that's a really clever hack. I I do want to kind of switch gears because since I've known you, you have like built different income streams as, as a successful businesswoman, you're an author, you speak, you are running this course to help other people pursue their dream of writing. You have two podcasts, Square State, about all about Colorado and Michelle is Money Hungry. So you like are managing a lot. I want to talk to you one, how do you step back and kind of recharge yourself so you're not burning out? And then like, how do you view self-care? Because that's kind of like thrown around and I hate now that I see it more in advertisements than actual conversations. So
1: for me, I think with entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs will try a lot of things. And it's a really exhausting uh, part of the journey, I find, uh, because you're trying to figure out what's the right fit for you, especially as a digital entrepreneur. Where it's very intangible right like there's a lot a lot of what you do is very intangible and it just took a a while for me to figure out what worked well for me energetically and it was really tiring uh, because it was a lot of like throwing spaghetti Mm -hmm. at the wall to be honest this year i am really in refinement mode so you know when people are like oh that person's an overnight success. Um, and they're like, dude, I've been at this for like seven years. That's kind of the experience that I'm having where, um, I've been at this for years now. And so I'm at that, that point where I've just had enough lessons that I know what doesn't work for me. So example, Mm -hmm. what doesn't work is I don't do, um, coffee. Meal. I don't do like pick your brains. Oh so, yeah. I don't do that. That's, that. that's time I could be making money. <laughs> um, I don't. So so that's a boundary that I set because I already create free content and I already have mm-hmm. podcasts and websites and, you know, I do stuff on my, my Instagram and all that. So I don't need to do these one, one-on-ones. So I started meeting people when it came up. Mm-hmm. If you want to meet with me you can just pay me what you want Um, and then that's actually proven to be lucrative (laughs) so I got a payment this week from a person that I spoke to and coached on stuff and nothing crazy Um, we had a really good conversation so um, just being really clear about the boundaries you set as an entrepreneur is so key one of the easiest things I did but the biggest impact was changing my email responder I cannot explain what a big difference it made because what I did was I was like, look, I'm available Monday through Thursday, uh, like 10 to 4, and then on, on Friday, I'm available half the day, and then I'm out. And yeah. what happened was it was very clear to people what to expect from me. So it wasn't just that I was like, I'm not available. It was like, I'm not available now. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Usually in the mountains. When I get back, this is when I'll, I'll connect with you. 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. That one change has saved me so much hassle. I love that. So much I hassle. Love that. And so that was an unexpected like bonus for Mm -hmm. self-care. The other thing, too, is just um, saying no. Don't explain your no. Like, a lot of people are like, well, no, and this is why. No one cares why. Just just say no and move on. The other thing with self-care is I, because I work online, I can choose where I work. And so I will make a point of going into the mountains and, and staying for a few days in the mountains and just decompressing. So I think mm-hmm. really making sure to get away and to recharge and re-energize yourself um, is so important. I think people just keep going and going and going and uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't serve them or their business well, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's, that's key. I know as parents... For us, we have to have like our alone time and my husband and I are complete opposites. So I'm the morning person, you know, like straight up the morning routine that you, see, you read about like five o'clock in the morning. But for me, that is when I can have that quietness that I need to, to think, whether it's for work, for relaxing, like for me to be my best self. That's my time. And my husband's more the night owl and that's his time. So, I mean, finding the – even if you can't physically get away, you got to regularly schedule some kind of time to recharge, have that solitude, you know. It can also be outdoors. I've been doing a lot more walking Um, in the neighborhood still, of course, social distancing, but, you know, self-care doesn't always have to be, like, buying this product, you know, taking this expensive, you know, retreat. It's finding pockets of time you can – use however you see fit. And I should also
1: mention about the retreats because this this is actually an important thing to mention. When I go to the mountains for my retreat, I stay at a hostel. Mm-hmm. And it is like my favorite hostel ever and I'm obsessed with it. You've seen so many pictures of this hostel. They yeah. are actually um, so I pay $35 a night including breakfast. They have a hot tub. Like it is awesome. So they are actually opening another uh, property in Telluride, Colorado. Okay. I cannot wait. And so I will be uh, reserving my space. Uh, because of coronavirus, I don't feel comfortable really in the same room with people. So mm-hmm. before, I would be fine with it. So yeah. now now I'm going to pay a little more mm-hmm. to reserve my own space, which is fine. Um, so instead of paying $35, it's $100. So it's, it's significantly more. But the value to me and my well-being is so key that I'm okay with it. It's not like I'm always, it's like, I'm not always doing that. And then after the coronavirus, I'm going to switch back to what I was doing anyway.
0: But right now I have to
1: manage my health and wellness.
0: Yeah. I I think that actually kind of circles back and a, a good place to wrap up because... We see money, you know, as we've been writing about personal finance as a tool. But I think a lot of times when you're starting it, some people see it as the goal, right? You're you're paying down a certain amount of debt. Or if you're in the, you know, FI space, you know, you're talking about how much you're saving. But at the end of the day, that's not really what you should be using to age. I think you should look at time, you know, how am I able to spend my time? Am I spending the time with the people and the projects that matter most to me? Even if you're not, you know, at your retirement number, can you little by little make decisions with your money to bring you one step closer, either, you know, more flexibility or more options when it comes to things that you need for (laughs) self-care and taking care of others? Hopefully hearing Michelle share some of the ways that she's saving while still enjoying and taking care of herself, has given you a few ideas for your own summer schedule and budget. So now how can we use that to craft our own plans for the summer and beyond? I wanna share a few things to consider. The first is another popular idea within the personal finance space, automation. Most of us have regular bills. We have rent, mortgage, utilities, cable, cell phone, you know the deal and they tend to be fairly consistent. Instead of worrying about the bill's each paycheck, you can automate much of it. Take advantage of options like free online banking features that can make your financial life so much easier. This definitely shifted things for us. At the beginning when we were paying down debt, we needed a path forward and we needed something that we can maintain. So automating those payments with our bills, car and student loan payments were so much easier. Taking advantage of free online banking can definitely make things simpler for yourself. And I do wanna explain that there is a difference between automating on your side through your bank or credit union and then having someone, a bill, draft from yours. And I tend to prefer to do the automation on my side. I have more control should something happen Because there have been times when I've had family members tell me that a bill took too much or they took it earlier than expected. So I prefer to have that on my end. Now there have been a few times when I've had it drafted, but in those cases there was some financial benefit to us. For Example with student loans, when you do those auto drafts, there was a reduction with the interest rate, so that definitely saved us money in the long run. And then with insurance companies, they tend to give you a discount if you do a semi annual or an annual plan, so keep that in mind when you're trying to decide between the two. And when you automate your finances that way, you free up time because your bills are set. Now, that doesn't mean that it's set it and forget it, that's when that's too much of a good thing and it can go bad. Just because you're automating your money doesn't mean that you're not still on top of it. Having monthly check-ins to review everything that's been transferred and making sure the bills are paid is a smart thing to do. It doesn't take much time and you'll be able to catch any mistakes or if bills have been raised. And that's happened to us a few times over the years, especially with things like cable and insurance. Now, you have some free time because you're automating it and you can use that to maybe negotiate a better deal with your bills. And if right now you're still overwhelmed, there's so much to do, and you really don't have time to take care of the negotiation, there are options like Trim where they can do that on your behalf, where they work to get you the best deal on cable, internet, phone, medical bills, and also cancel old subscriptions. Every dollar counts. So if you do it yourself, that can be fantastic, but realistically, some of us may need some help. So it's great that there are options like trim. Another way automating can benefit you is that it gives you more time as a family to focus on the big picture. Just like we mentioned last episode and Michelle brought up today, you need to define your priorities And I totally get it if now, with current circumstances, your energy is focused on just getting through 2020, but still try to find ways that you can move your money towards who and what matters most to you. This will pass, so lay the steps now. You can then ramp it up as appropriate. And if you want to talk about this some more, maybe swap some ideas, stories, please join our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. We're there to support and encourage one another no matter where we are on our financial journey. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com FB. We hope to see you there. Special thanks to Michelle for being a part of this episode. If you want to hear more from her, please check her out at michelleismoneyhungry.com. I'll have a link included in the show notes over at Simplify and Enjoy, as well as resources we mentioned today, including Michelle and I's full chat now up on YouTube. With the pandemic still here, we're in a strange season. Usually summer is when families go on vacation, but travel is especially tricky with different areas being hit to varying degrees and different restrictions being in place depending on where you live. So next week on the podcast, we're going to look at ways that you can have a family getaway on a more local scale, as well as make a staycation truly fun. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Radio Public, and I am happy to announce that we're on Spotify now. I want to give a shout out to Cameron for reaching out to me about that. Our music today was from Lee Rosevere and artists from Audio. And finally, and most importantly, I want to wrap this up by saying thank you so much for your support. I am so glad to be back again for this season of the podcast, and I'm looking forward to sharing more stories and tips to help you and your family thrive. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.